What a beautiful baby. <gasps> what horrible breath. He's the baby whose mouth smells like death. Run for your life, it's baby stink breath. <laughs> Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we're here to review episode 300. No, wait. 302 of The Simpsons. It is episode EAB F05. It is barting over. I am Dando. I am Guy and I'm so confused. Is it a milestone episode or is it just a just another episode really? I mean, uh, Dando, please explain the whole 300, 302 episode Kerfuffle surrounding Barting Over. What I gathered from the Wikipedia page was that they had the 300th episode and then the network was like, hey, can you promote this one to be the 300th episode? Like, but we've already had the 300th episode. Yeah. Like, we'll just make the 300th second one the 300th episode. They're like, okay, I guess. But just, <laughs> just, they, they, they plan us so far ahead. I can't understand why or how this could happen. Surely they could have just rearranged the order of this, but I can understand why they would want this one to be the 300th as opposed to the strong arms of the Ma, simply because this one had Tony Hawk, had Blink-182. It's very marketable, this one. Yes. So I can understand why they would prefer this to have been the 300th episode, but they wanted the 300th episode to air on a specific date, which is when this aired, which was, let me just get the page up, it aired on February 16, 2003. So the network said we want the 300th to air on then. But this episode was the one to aired on then. So that's just why they did it like this. It's a... It just seems like a bit of a schmuzzle. It does, really. I mean, looking at um, looking at Barting Over, it actually has a little uh, caption come up, 300th episode yeah, uh, uh, at the uh, very th- start. This, this actually felt more like a 300th special like episode as opposed to The Strong Arms of the Mar. The Strong Arms of the Mar was just... It was just another episode where this one here felt like an event because it had Tony Hawk and Blink-182 and... Nothing says 2003 like guest spots by Tony Hawk and Blink-182. Musical guest, Blink-182. Sorry, that's that's my SNL impersonation. <laughs> I really like that, though. This is a bit of a nostalgia kick for me. I mean, Like you said, nothing screamed early 2000s like Blink-182 and Tony Hawk. Like the extreme era, you know? It's just... I, Very I, extreme. I, I appreciated it more upon reflection now. I remember at the time... I couldn't really give a shit. I wasn't a huge Blink fan when I was a kid. I, I liked all the small things, which is, I guess, the song they played in this episode. But <laughs> it is. I was just like, whatever. But looking back now, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it was like. You know, American Pie films and high school <laughs> and Tony Hawk Pro Skater on the PlayStation. Good times. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually enjoyed the guest appearances in this one and thought they were a good reflection of the era in which this episode aired, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, look, Tony Hawk, maybe not the most polished guest star <laughs> but uh, certainly enthusiastic and yeah yeah throws himself into it very well like, yeah, i think his amateurishness <laughs> as an actor as a voice actor is kind of endearing it added to all. it i think a bit of a charm to I, it yeah for sure i think so yeah and blink 182 not my favorite band but i will always have a soft spot for them you may have to refresh my memory or google may have to help me out here did they do adam's song they did you know, do adam's song but you, you there's no way you can hear the song Damn It. It goes... There's no way you can't hear that riff and just go, yeah, I'm in this. I'm into this. This is good. <laughs> oh, they, they had some ripper songs. 
They did, but I'm going to give a shout out to uh, to my man Raf, who I used to work with uh, back in the <laughs> day at Pop think Culture. You may have told me this story actually. <laughs> <laughs> How we basically bonded over the fact that I was being a grumpy old man one day because it was you know Flashback Friday or whatever on the on Fox FM or one of the radio stations was playing in the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And I was just ranting about. <laughs> I couldn't stand Blink-182. And they were, that whiny <laughs> song about them made of those who topped themselves. <laughs> it was like, I'm sorry, mom, I spilled the juice or something along those lines. <laughs> Raph cracked up and that's become our, our in-joke ever since. Shout out to Raph if you're listening, uh, my my one true son. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you at work just being angry, yelling at the clouds through the window. I was, I was shaking my fist like, <laughs> Damn you, Blink-182. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, who's the dude in Homopalooza when they, they're Sonic Youth? Yeah, they, 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 steal his, uh, they, they steal his lunch or whatever. <laughs> oh, Billy Corgan. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, no, it wasn't Billy Corgan. It was Peter somebody. Oh, no. Oh, um, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth? That, well, Sonic Youth were the ones that stole the food, but it was Peter somebody. The, oh, I can't remember. Peter Gabriel. No, it wasn't Peter Gabriel. I love Peter Gabriel. Uh, Peter Frampton. Oh, Frampton. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's going way back in the time. <laughs> like they said in Wayne's World, I mean, you basically had an episode, uh, an, an album of Frampton Comes Alive. It was mandatory in every house. Mm. So, <laughs> Barting Over. I saw Barting that you over. wrote in the Patreon group that you didn't mind this episode. I actually enjoyed this one a hell of a lot more than I thought I was going to. There were a couple of moments that I thought it made me go, eh. But that, that happens now with season 14. You're never going to get a perfect episode. But I thought, on the whole, this was a lot of fun. I had yeah, quite a few laughs with it. It's a little all over the place, but mm. uh, it's got a it's got a solid enough hook in that. Yeah, Bart finally getting fed up with uh, Homer's shoddy treatment of him decides to use the courts to his advantage. Uh, bring back, uh, bring back Constance Harm. Why don't you? I mean, that's the one. I saw that and went, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that voice, I'm like, is that Constance Harm? Yeah. I bring Constance Harm back. Ah. She's not in all that long, and she does set the plot in motion that uh, Bart is emancipated, moves into his own place, and Homer has to do some uh, extreme fathering to uh, to get him back. I, I thought that's a good, solid through line for a story, and yeah, this did a lot of good stuff with it. I think what I liked about it was the characters acted like the characters. So mm. Bart, you know, he's being Bart. He's, I can, I can, I want to get out of this place, blah blah blah. But then when he does get out of this place, he gets scared. He starts acting like a ten-year-old. Like that's at least they. It was realistic. That exactly what would Absolutely. happen. You know, right? Then uh, Homer. So Homer was the reason that Bart wanted to move out. Been a bit of a jerk. Just the usual Homer Bart dynamic. But what I lo- didn't, I liked by the end. They eventually a had Homer realize he's done the wrong thing. Going, oh my god, he's actually gone. And B, when he was trying to win him back, he wasn't really doing anything wrong to anybody. He was just saying, "Hey, Tony Hawk, would you mind making me look cool so I can win my yeah. son back?" He wasn't being a dick. <laughs> I mean, they had a little battle at the end, but he wasn't. Homer wasn't doing something to put somebody out. He literally just went and asked for help from Tony Hawk, which I thought made sense. I, I liked that Homer wasn't a dick in that sense to try and win Bart back. He just was a father trying to make himself appear cool. You raise a very good point there because for a lot of this episode, yeah, we were seeing a bit of a jerk Homer. Yeah. His temper was flaring up. Uh, yeah, he was just behaving badly. For, towards a lot of people this episode, not just Bart. Mm-hmm. So it was hard to generate much sympathy for him or, or feel much empathy for him. But you're right. I mean, he when it uh, comes down to the crunch and he does have to do something extreme to win his son back, he's not, he's not too jerky with it. You're, you're 100% right. He 
swallows his pride a little bit, asks Tony. I mean, he's still pretty disrespectful to Tony Hawk, but I don't know. It was a nice ending, or a yeah. nice way to sort of wrap things up. Well, compared to last week, because pray anything last week, Homer never learned a lesson. He was just mm. a dick from start to finish, and that's why it left a bad taste in my mouth. At least here he learned somewhat of a lesson. Hey, my favourite! But what was your favourite moment from Butting Over, Mr Davis? Um, I did like that when the lawyer showed up to serve Homer with his uh, <laughs> with the summons. I thought the blue-haired lawyer was really funny in this. He was good, wasn't he? You were? That's my favourite moment. You were? <laughs> <laughs> Always fun. I mean, that, but the fa- pe- some people could see that as a racist joke now, but come on, guys, have a bit of a sense of humour. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But the fact that he shows up at the door with the summons, and you think he's using a, a bit of a bit of a lure... Yeah. To get home around. And he's actually got the bacon. Yeah. Not <laughs> too that crispy. <laughs> but not too crispy was marvellous. Crispy, but not too crispy. <laughs> Lovely stuff from Homer. Um, always happy when Wise Guy shows up, this time as the cabbie. What was he say? Hey, lady, unless you give me some of that, i got to get going. <laughs> and, but... Patrons uh, of uh, a four-figure discount, and why aren't you a patron, good listener? Mm, yes, Ask yourself little, that question. Uh, little as $1 <laughs> per month, access to plenty of free podcasts. Do it Indeed. now. Uh, patrons will have seen that I did put up on the page, as you mentioned already, Dando, uh, the closeout of the episode where the karmic scales are sort of put back in balance. I mean, after Bart has been... <laughs> um, Subjected to a form of child abuse by becoming baby stink breath. Love that little uh, jingle, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the scales put back in balance with Homer being the spokesman for Viagra gain. <laughs> I just love it. Well, I am bold and important. But just that look at <laughs> the camera at the end. What are you waiting for, loser? <laughs> I'm, I generally like seeing Homer with hair because it's usually a bad yeah. hairstyle. Yep. Yeah, and Homer just looks so much happier when he has hair as well. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of look at him going, hmm, maybe. <laughs> so I, how about, you got any favourites there, mate? I also really enjoyed the court case, the courtroom. So I thought Homer, so when he goes, can you show the co- the people in the court where Homer stole the money from? <laughs> can you let it be known he opened up the little pockets and Homer's face like, hmm, hmm, <laughs> But I like, I was told this would be televised. <laughs> <laughs> Something I should point out, and I don't know, we probably maybe should wait till the court case gets to. But when the first time you see him and he's nervous, it's like yeah. chewing his nails. And I'm like, oh man, you're not going to replace, uh, you know, the collar tug with the nail chew, are you? But then, then <laughs> you get a collar tug as well. Like, oh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> double, your, double your pleasure, Springfield, as uh, to quote Patty and Selma. The only thing I will say about this episode that made me sort of go, uh, let's just not think about that because it kind of ruins the story. Hmm. If Bart was only getting half of Homer's wage, how come he can afford better stuff than what the family could when they had all of Homer's wage? That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, how's, <laughs> how's he? How is he affording a a pretty dope loft? By the way, I always thought the loft was like the top floor. I think that's what the loft is because when I'm in England, they refer to the loft. It's essentially like the attic. Yeah. 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 But I guess, I think a loft is also just like an apartment. Just, but a, just a style kind of, of apartment. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But what do you get? A very nice couch. Big very TV. nice TV. Yeah. I was like, how is he affording this? Bad, bad money management at the Simpson household, although they are feeding a lot of people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's, just, it's, like it's half the money. Anyway, yeah, go down to the good guys. Get yourself the 8K TV. Next question. 
You there, eating the paste. Trivia for Barting Over. You kick off this week, Mr. Davis. Would that be because you don't have many questions? <laughs> no, I've got three now. I had one oh, when we started. Oh, okay. I got three more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, first question to you. Yeah. There's an, a commercial for the sitcom Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Balky is proposing marriage to what animal? I don't know. I, I complete, all I saw was the, the title card of Perfect Strangers. I completely missed it. What was it? Was it a cat? <laughs> it's a goat. A goat. Damn it. <laughs> My first question is, what was the name of the law firm that Bart chooses? Is it Love em and Leave em? Love them and burn them, family. Love them and burn them, yeah, because I saw Hacky Joke and done it and then they went back up. Yeah, I'll, like, give, you the, I'll give you the point. Oh, oh, you don't have to. I, I, don't think I, I don't think I earned it, Dan. The points are about <laughs> as valid as whose lines it anyway on this. <laughs> Next question for you, my man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the, I guess, slogan mm-hmm. on the Kennedy Center Honours sign? Oh, it's salute them before they die. Salute them before they die. Yes. <laughs> My next question is, what did Homer think his bracelet said? Oh, Jesus. I thought it was Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> Double, double-sided gag there because Geppetto normally spelled with a G. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me? Oh, next question. What did Bart uh, write on his arm in Magic Marker? Ooh, good question. And I have not got the answer for it. What is it? Well, it's uh, you should know this because it's your name, Mr. Awesome. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Why did he write Mr. Awesome? Is that all he wrote? I think that's all he wrote. He said, yeah. oh, you know, no one's telling me I can't write on my arm in Magic Marker and he gets his arm up quickly. And, yeah. yeah. My, awesome fi- my final question is, what was the name of the building in which Bart's Lofts was situated? Or oh, there was an ad on the side of it, at least. Oh, oh I want to say Mountain... No, no. Uh, absolute. Absolute Vodka. No, it wasn't Absolute Vodka. Or was it Extreme Absolute? It was Absolute Crust. <laughs> oh! Ah. <laughs> Damn it. Because while we're talking about sort of um, nothing says early 2000s like Blink-182 and Tony Hawk, also Absolute Vodka ads. Yeah. A very, a very turn-of-the-century kind of uh, signifier, you might say. All right, that is Trivia 4 Barting Over. We'll be right back after this short break with our full in-depth review. All right, guys, it is time now for some Patreon shout-outs, kicking off with our $20 patrons for the month. Jordan Molman, Richie, Jonathan Rossi, Christopher Darby, Kane Von Nagy, Andrew Zer, Kevin Dental Plan, Flood, Zach Pruitt, Dylan Haggett, Nick Barbaro, Katie G, Joel Yoland, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, Matt Thompson, George McMenemy, Keith Nedham, Stephen Roberts, Ben Smith, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, the iconic June fucking Richards, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, and Groundskeeper Noah. Thank you so much, guys, for your ongoing support. It is much appreciated. Also, shout-outs this week to one Bethany Walsh, Mr. Reeves, Philip J. Hawkins, Matt Riccardi, and Hugh Jass. Absolute champions. Don't forget, guys, there are two ways you can support the show. You can either join the Four Finger Discount family at patreon.com slash discount where you get access to a bunch of exclusives, including the Facebook group, podcasts, this show, and all the other shows we do here at Four Finger Discount a week early, and much, much more. Or you can simply chuck us a PayPal donation. Send it to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. And by doing so, you will also get yourself a shout-out on the podcast. But of course, we just appreciate you all just for tuning in each and every week. You're all absolute champions. Now it's time to sit back and enjoy our review of Parting Over. 
The original air date of Barting Over was February 16th, 2003. Uh, the episode was written by Andrew Kreisberg, who also wrote Tales from Public Domain. So this was a vast improvement from that piece of crap. And the <laughs> episode was directed by Matthew Nastuck. The chalkboard gag, I will not, and then Bart destroys the chalkboard with an axe. I must confess, I like the um, I like the I will not bit. Yep. I think the axe attack was taking it a little bit too far, but uh, just writing I will not, that's actually not a bad gag. Yep. I don't mind that. <laughs> well, I remember being very excited for this episode, thinking that it was going to be a big deal because it was the 300th one. I thought, well, what are they going to give us? Because I was still pretty much a kid at this point. <laughs> and I remember when Bart chopped the, the, the blackboard up, I remember thinking, oh, Oh my god! Look, he's got rid of the, maybe he's not going to be a school. I remember thinking it was going to be like something different, but no, it was just a gag. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it meant something new, but no. Nope. And the couch gag was: the living room is made of the gingerbread and candy. The Simpsons are gingerbread people who rush to the couch, and Homer takes a bite out of whose head, Mister Davis? Out of home, out of Bart's head. That is correct. A little uh, setup for the episode. He's always uh-huh. picked a Bart. Kicks off with uh, it's a dream. It turns out to be of, of Lisa's oh. at the Kennedy Center. Honours, the salute them before they die event, honouring the jazz legend Ornette Coleman, mm-hmm. the playwright Arthur Miller, and Lisa Simpson, the all-round genius. You mentioned Wayne's World before, got a bit of a Wayne's World reference here, the we're not worthy. Yeah, we're not worthy. true. <laughs> and also uh, MC Walter Cronkite doing yeah. a Guy Davis when he... Um, uh, was acknowledged by his uh, sixth-form crush. She knows my name! And skips off. <laughs> I always love it when... The family, Simpsons family, go to Uncle Mo's family feedback. He's like, right this way, Homer. Ooh, and he knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> she gets woken up, though, by the vacuum because Marge says it's time for some spring cleaning. And we see the dog sends a little helper dragging his bum along the floor. And Homer, listeners out there, if your dog is doing that and it's not spring cleaning time, usually means worms. <laughs> they want to get your dog checked. <laughs> yes. And if you if see your husband does being it. doing it, uh, get out of that house immediately. It's now uh, that they're in the garage and they're going through or the garage and they're going through all the different stuff they're going to get rid of. The Furbies have turned feral. That's a very timely joke in the sense 2003 Furbies were now like a, a fad of the past. So it would make sense to be making fun of them in this way. Lisa is reading Latin. We have like the, the Satan demon. Yep, almost behind almost conjuring up a devil. Yeah. Yep. Then Bart finds the box of tapes. I really like this. Margin Homer, get dirty. That's <laughs> <laughs> just really funny. I can't believe you talked me into this. Don't go telling your buddies. <laughs> I love that. Don't go telling your friends about this. That's hilarious. And, just, and of course, as Bart says, every tape is pumpkin carving. Yeah. I mean, it is weird that Bart would want to watch a sex tape with Margin Homer. Oh, God. <laughs> I, think the, he, I think he wanted to traumatize Lisa more than That's exactly right. But I just really, I just liked Margin Homer, get dirty. It was very funny. If you knew that, let's not even say your parents, someone in your family mm-hmm. had made a sex tape and you had access to it. No, I'm not watching it. No, you're not watching it. <laughs> no, neither, neither am I. <laughs> I'm going to end that now before you incriminate yourself. <laughs> I mean, if you go through it and you find Bobby and Margaret get dirty, you ain't watching that, right? <laughs> Let me think about that. No. <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> VHS tape that says, Bobby and Margaret get dirty. Oh. Oh. God bless you, Bob and Marg. <laughs> 
They eventually find a tape that says Bart's sad, and they said, "I want to watch this because you know I want to see I want to see you suffer." They put it on. It's actually a commercial for Baby Stink Breath. Like you said before, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun little jingle, isn't it? Do, 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 do. <laughs> it's the baby whose breath. What? It, something something smells like death. Run for your life! It's Baby Stink Breath. <laughs> <laughs> But then, of course, the wonderful uh, disclaimer at the end, not safe for babies under two. <laughs> what, the, what is it? For Homer's ad? May cause loss of scalp or penis? Or something. <laughs> so, what? My scalp? <laughs> but here, I also really enjoyed the um, the theatrics of the commercial, like the evil breath cloud and all that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> then by the end, it's, ah, Yes. With the cute baby coming out of his mouth. <laughs> but I just like, run for your life, it's baby stink breath. <laughs> But doesn't remember the commercial. I've never been in a commercial. Cut to Butterfinger. Australian listeners would be like, what the fuck? Because we never got these commercials here. But it was a big deal. No one better lay a finger on my Butterfinger from the early 90s with Bart. We didn't get any Butterfingers in, in the care package that we got from... Well, I mean, it's not a Canadian nah, thing. Nah, we, um, we got Canadian goodies, though. Yeah. We did, which were very nice. Plus, they know that my wife is allergic to peanuts. So maybe they'll just be inconsiderate. That's a very good point. Now, if any of our American friends want to send us um, a Butterfingers or anything like that, send them to me and not Dando. And I, and I will not lay a finger on them. <laughs> Lisa and Maggie then start making fun of Bart. Bart's annoyed with Marge and Homer. You know, they, they reveal they actually made a lot of money from it and Homer was supposed to invest it in a college trust fund. But la, actually, la, 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 Yeah, but he actually spent it to buy back some incriminating photos, which was just a piss take of the Michael Jackson Baby of the, the balcony, which the still blanket. to this day is startling footage. The blanket photos. <laughs> Holy Christmas. Like, you watch that now and it's just like, what on earth? Oh, come on, man. Like, uh, I love Michael Jackson's music. I love, I mean, I just like Michael Jackson in general, but come on, mate. That's like, that's just insanity. It, it, I was about to say, you've never been inclined to, you know, do a Lion King with Elliot over a... Uh... We've been kind of thrown through a window a few times. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of the way he treats me. He disrespects me, and I'm just supposed to accept it? That's right. You're mine till you're 18, and when you're 17, I'm going to know the end is near, so I'm going to work you like a dog. Bart then goes to tell Milhouse. <laughs> um, he says, please don't tell anybody, but, you know, it's, uh, word spreads quickly. This is when Nelson makes fun of him. Bit of a setup for the final gag of the episode here. Correct, yes. And Milhouse here suggests a lawyer because that's what his mum does to get back at his dad. I just wish there was some way to get back at my dad. When my mom wants to get back at my dad, she uses her lawyer. Does it make him cry? More than normal. Hey, son. <laughs> I've got tickets for the circus. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of the Kirk crying. It just felt a bit forced and silly. It was a little, yeah. I mean, look, I'm always happy to see uh, Kirk being pathetic. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, he just, he just did... didn't really feel natural. Or... It felt a little wedged in, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, true. Bart then goes to see said lawyer. Uh, he chooses the blue-haired lawyer. And he wants a, wants a divorce from his parents. I want a divorce from my parents. You are? I said I want a divorce from my parents. Yes, I heard you. I was just calling my secretary. You are? Give me the standard child divorcing parent form. Yes, sir. That you are? Oh, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just great fun to hear anytime anyone says, You were? <laughs> <laughs> Back from commercial, we're at the dinner table and Bart is making a potato homer. A pretty impressive food sculpture, I might Yeah, add. yeah. And then stabs it. I like the sausage nose. Yeah, not bad. Um, <laughs> but the way he stabs it, though, is very concerning for Homer and Marge. Homer says, you know, 
what Lisa thinks, what would Jesus do? No, what would Geppetto do? <laughs> the blue haired lawyer then comes to the door, and as you mentioned earlier, this crispy bacon scene was very funny. <laughs> I'm here to serve you with a subpoena. Well, I'm not opening the door. It comes with a side of bacon. Is it crispy? Yes. But not too crispy. No. Do you like your bacon crispy? Well, I don't like bacon anymore. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, but sorry. when I, mean... I did eat bacon, I preferred it less crispy. I like it to have a bit of chewiness to it. Nicola just likes eating the fat. She's an animal. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like she just, like even like like crackling and things like that. I said to me, I could just never stomach eating just the pure fat of a, of another animal. Uh, but you you come across like a crackling man. I'm a, cr- I'm, <laughs> I'm crackling. <laughs> uh, I like that crack. Yeah. They then explain that you know, Bart wants to be emancipated. I uh, like I'm here. Don't you like being a dude? <laughs> I can't help but, you know, speculate as to what, what's going on in his head, what he's mistaking emancipated for. Lisa explains to that Bart, you know, once he, if he does this, he will be considered a legal adult and free to move out of home. I thought they'd chuck that line in just for viewers at home who might not have quite understood yeah, what emancipated means, i.e. I, I, me when I was like 10 when this oh, aired. Yeah. Marjan says, uh, you know, I've always wanted a sewing room, but but not like this. And that, that was another good part of this episode was that Marge was always wanting Bart to come back. Yeah. She was like, please come back. So that, that was, it was very Marge of her. And uh, Homer mentions about dumping Grandpa in the off-oak. So a bit cruel to Grandpa here. Very gnarly treatment of Abe, I've got to yeah. say. If felt, this felt a little bit Family Guy-esque for me, this, this cutaway to Grandpa. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, I... I'll let it slide. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was nothing wrong with it. It just felt like, ah, oh, yeah. It wasn't very Simpson-esque. But anyway, we're at the courtroom now, and he talks about pu- pulling out the little pockets of the of the doll. I just love Homer <laughs> look, looking around, looking all concerned. Homer then starts to rage, the, the why you little, why you little, then turns to the judge, why you little. <laughs> you little. She just draws the, the little Homer hanging. She knows he's done for. Homer then thinks he's going to win. <laughs> and you thought I was a bad dad before. <laughs> 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 She mentions how she's going to be garnishing Homer's wages and giving them to Bart. This was a great retort today. Mmm, garnish. Perfect. Of course he's going to think it's garnish. Yes. <laughs> Homer then gets kicked out. Son, I just want you to know, whatever that judge decides, I'm going to be the best dad I can. No judge would send a preteen out on his own. Woohoo! You're still mine! And you thought I was a bad dad before. Except in this case. Oh. That boy's about as safe living with you as a crawdad in a gumbo shack. Bart Simpson, I declare you emancipated. Further, I hereby garnish Homer's wages until Bart is fully repaid. Mmm, garnish. That means half your paycheck goes to Bart. What the? Half goes to Bart? Half goes to my Vegas wife? What's left for Mo? Homer, don't make things worse. I'll show you worse. I was told this would be televised! Bart is packing up his suitcase. He's rented a loft down, uh, downtown. Doesn't know what a loft is, though, mind you. <laughs> Neither did we. Pretty sure a loft's way up top, but no, no, loft is just a, a style of apartment, apparently. I thought this didn't really go anywhere. I thought I was setting up something here where Lisa's like, I'm really going to miss you. Because mm-hmm. it was really emotional. Like, it felt very real and natural, but... Later, it was never sort of mentioned again, like the, the relationship between. Like, it would have been nice for Lisa to have wanted Bart back more as well. It seemed to be mostly Marge and Homer, and Lisa was just there for the ride. I thought 
I thought Lisa was going to be the one to convince him to come back. That's usually how it works. But I, I get where you're coming from, but I think that that scene, as, as brief as it was, really got the message across. True. That the Indian burn, which uh, the permanent love heart. tend to refer to as a Chinese burn, it's racist anyway. You yeah, cut why, it. Why would you say that? <laughs> what? Why do we say Chinese burn? Why do they say? Look, why do we call it that? Because we're racist. <laughs> Just call it a burn. <laughs> like, what do Chinese call it? They call it a burn. <laughs> we apologise, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but the the burn that uh, with the mark that turns into a little heart that could be permanent if he did it right. I don't know. I thought that was sweet and it got the uh, got the message across that you know while Homer basically wants Bart well doesn't want Bart out of the house but Bart will be missed he's he's part of the Simpson family fabric yep that is true and Bart at no point during this episode was really being a dick you know he, it, it was sort of justified why he would want to not live with with Homer anymore and he still had that sweet aspect to him which is always important a, a good Simpsons or Bart story shows the softer side of Bart and that's what we Absolutely. got here yeah. Marge then begs one last time please don't go please don't go uh, but as long as Homer's there he just can't live there anymore and then, as you said earlier, either give me some of that or let's get going. <laughs> also, yes, I mean, Marge is pulling every trick in the book. He's going to be allowed to swear everything except the big three. What do you reckon the big three are? The C-bomb, the F-bomb, and I guess the S-bomb? The S-bomb? Mm. Yeah, maybe. The C-bomb's definitely in there. That's probably top of, that's top of the pyramid. I think, I think that's the nuclear option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. List, listeners, if you uh, have an idea what you think the big three are, by all means, let us know. Feel free to use stars or dashes, or if you just want to go the whole hog and get sweary, I think we can take it. Have you ever said the C word in front of Margaret? I think I may have once, but I sort of said it so quickly and, un- and unconsciously that it probably didn't even register. I didn't even register that I was saying it. I was probably, I was only like a kid. Oh, shit. When I okay. did it. Like maybe 12 or 13 or something. I've definitely never said it in front of my mother, or not to my knowledge anyway. I'd love to know, listeners, this is a bit of a fun question. Have you ever said the C-bomb? Or what's the, what's the most offensive thing you've ever said in front of your mother? Write in, <laughs> simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. I'd love to hear the most offensive thing you've ever said in front of your mother, and I will read some of the best ones out on next week's show. Send yes, it in, most- simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. <laughs> the most offensive thing I ever said to my mother was, I'm doing a podcast on The Simpsons with Dando. <laughs> You're not my son. No, no. <laughs> I only, have no son. No son. Only, in, only in recent times have I been able to swear a little bit in front of Margaret. I don't know if I've said fuck. I've definitely said shit. What was your dad like with swearing? I never heard him do it. Ever? Uh, no, no. But I actually, no, I take it back. I think I heard him saying something mildly spicy to his mates one day. And I was... I, he didn't know I was there clearly, but no, Bob, Bobby wasn't much of a uh, much of a potty mouth, in all honesty. Unlike his son, who swears like fucking crazy. Go ahead, leave. You'll come crawling back. That's right, crawling on your knees. <laughs> crawling. Oh, he's really gone. <laughs> He's gone! <laughs> We're now at the, the loft. It's like a sitcom exterior. You've got the sitcom music and whatnot in Ooh, the background. Yeah. And, you know, Bart's, I'm going to make it world. And he throws the, the hat in the fan that gets destroyed. 
Shut up, I'm trying to sell drugs here. <laughs> it actually is the Mary Tyler Moore music. Is it really? Okay. Yep. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Right, cool. And that bit with the hat is uh, from the opening credits of the Mary Tyler Moore show. You're gonna make it after all. <laughs> da, 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 da. Throws the hat in the air. The best thing about that is they freeze frame when she throws the hat in the air and you can see this woman in the background just looking at her and going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> or in this, in this, or in that, in the Mary no, Tyler no, Moore. No, no, in the Mary Tyler Moore opening credits. You just see this lady going, <laughs> What's the theme of Laverne and Shirley? That's a good one too, isn't it? They oh. take they take it off in Wayne's World. Yeah. Half and Faff Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> We're gonna do it. Yeah. Show us any rule we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come, come true. Da, 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 Doing da, da, it da. our way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's go, let's fuck this podcast. Let's go listen to old TV sitcom theme songs. <laughs> I think that's what I'm doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is listen to that and watch that video now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, uh, that's the uh, that's the reference that you uh, that we get when Bart has moved into his own place, doing it his way. Except he's not doing Laverne Shelley, doing Mary Tyler Moore. I thought it was it was good for them to immediately point it out, especially to younger viewers. Don't do this, kids. You won't have fun. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> To mine, it's one of the best scenes in the movie Big, you know, the yeah, Tom Hanks yeah. movie. Yeah, where he's turned into Tom Hanks. He can't live at home anymore, so, but he goes to the city and he's staying in some flea bag or some flea pit. And, you know, he's hearing stuff outside the, you know, out in the, um, out in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, There's police like, yeah. sirens and all that. Tom Hanks really sells it. He's like, this is terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, it fucking is. I still get scared sleeping on the couch at the moment, man. <laughs> oh, man, can you believe it's Holly's first birthday? Hey, happy birthday to Holster, to Holly out there. Oh, happy birthday, Holster. One day she'll be listening, and it's her first birthday this Thursday, October 21st, and that will mark one year of me sleeping on a couch. I've not slept in a bed for a whole year. Holster, Holster. No, <laughs> oh, but um, one of these days you'll be back in the bed, Dando, I'm sure. Hopefully so, yeah. But it's funny because we call Elliot dude and dudester, right? Mm. Which is why we call Holly Holster. But we, for some reason, don't ask me why. I'm sure every parent out there has their own little thing. But Holly has her own little theme song. And it is to the tune of Jets, the Jet song, Last Chance. And in the song they go, Last Chance, honey. Do, do, do. For some reason, <laughs> it came on the radio one day. And I was went, Holster, Holly. Do, do, do. So now we sing that. And she has a biggest smile on her face she loves it it's like her song <laughs> you're a good dad Dando. i try my best <laughs> what was elliot's song i can't remember uh, uh oh yeah so we call him duty right dude i'm dude he's duty i go duty 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 that's elliot's song <laughs> enough about the kids enough about the kids all right no one wants to hear about the kids except for the kids one day i guess so uh, Homer's now throwing the ball to the fake Bart and he gets himself electrocuted. Scenes like this were a good way of setting up that Homer is still trying to do the right thing now. He's He was a dick, yes. he's doing the wrong thing, but at least he's realised and he's trying to do the right thing now, which is important. As if that just had him being stubborn and saying, no, I will not be nice to Bart, but it would have been like, well, you're, you're a dick. You know, you yeah. deserve this. But at least you, you, you deserve to be lonely. Yeah, so at least he's trying here, which is good. Being a freed man is great, Millhouse. I can draw myself with a magic marker. Boy, I wish I was a free man. Mom, where's Puppy Goo Goo? Oh, Puppy Goo Goo, fetch me a dream. 
what what was I liked about this too was that Millhouse was like, yeah, I want to do that too, and then you know, cut to him <laughs> cuddling a bear. It's like, yeah, this is what most ki- kids like the idea of growing up. Once they grow up, they wish they were kids again. <laughs> Indeed. Did you have a um a, a sleep a, a sleep pal? I had a sleep pal when I was a lot younger, and then my sleep pal from like the age of six seven onwards was Simpsons. Okay. I, I literally just watched The Simpsons. Every night in bed, just okay. every night. I'm, talk, I'm talking about like a teddy bear. Or yeah, I know, I know you meant that. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. My, my comforter by that point was just the, 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 the <laughs> Sim. Honestly, like, if the Simpsons went on, I couldn't sleep. I had to hear the Simpsons to go to sleep. It was, it's seriously. I'm not even being stupid. Yeah, seriously. No, no, I'm kind of like that. Even now, I like to sort of. Have I have a, a podcast or something on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I think I've. <laughs> I'm street teaming a lot for the Red Letter Media guys recently, but I'm putting on a lot of putting on one of their yeah. hour-long reviews or something and just zoning out to that. And if your phone's flat, you'll just chuck on Bob and Margaret get dirty, right? Well, absolutely. Well, that's for, <laughs> that's for special night times. <laughs> the Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to have uh, Sam the dog, and Sam the dog had been in the wars when I was a boy. I mean, he was just a... He was really ragged. It was a bit like the Velveteen Rabbit to yeah. some degree. Yeah. And I don't know exactly when I lost Sam, but... Um, I had him for a very long time. He was a a, a sweet pal and a and a good guardian in, in in the midnight hours. Rest in peace, Sam. I miss you, buddy. He was your Woody. He was my, indeed my Woody. And then probably when I got an actual Woody, it was time for Sam to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot has a rabbit, his bunny, as he calls it. Still can't sleep without the bunny. His bunny's like his little comforter. But man, because he, he chews on it at night, it fucking stinks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it freaks. <laughs> So then uh, Bart, you know, he's laying in bed by himself. He gets a little bit scared. He sees the phone. He sees the picture of the family. He almost calls them and then doesn't. You know, he's got to be a tough man, a tough boy. He's got to be a grown-up now. He's, he's wanted this. This is what he wants. He then sees the shadow on the wall. It looks like a rat and then realizes it was just his blanket. No! It was it's actually an actual a rat. rat. <laughs> I love here. scary looking rat. I love here that he doesn't scream. He yells out, mummy. Mm. That's exactly what any <laughs> ten-year-old boy would have said right then. Mummy <laughs> goes to the elevator. It starts going up. Oh, I'm gonna die in my jammies. <laughs> it just felt very uh, vulnerable, and I liked seeing this side of Bart. It was it was nice little the softer side. He ends up, however, in Tony Hawk's place with a big party of all different pro skaters and Blink One Eight Two playing all the small things and a lot of shit going down in that room, wasn't there? A lot happening. That was the most 2000 room, 2003 room that ever 2003'd. Yeah, exactly right. I wasn't a fan of the business card bit. Well, it's doing skate tricks. Oh, was it? I thought it was just like, was it doing skate tricks though? Well, it was, it was doing extreme radical sort of stuff. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Was it, it was doing little flips and... This shows you how much I've skated in my life. It was doing flips and tricks. I did like how they kind of like and they had Tony Hawk do it too. Is like kind of took the piss out of like skating lingo and things like that. Oh, I thought yeah. that was a nice touch. <laughs> Blink-182 say they're going to trash the place once they, after they get once paid. Once they get paid. And, and they've said that uh, Mark and whatnot from the band have said that they consider it one of their biggest honours to have ever been on The Simpsons. Like it's something they can look back on still today and be like, fuck, that was cool, you know? Oh, Whereas, God. Yeah, I mean, people of that, of that age group? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'd be like... Like, like, no, forget, NSYNC, forget, like NSYNC. Forget, forget the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. We got to be characters on The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Justin Timberlake to this day would still be asked, word. <laughs> <laughs> and justifiably so. Homer is then uh, watching on the uh, on the webcam. Of all the websites I had to click <laughs> on, I had to click on this one. And we got a clip from what movie? The tune of 
uh, that's as time goes by oh, from right. the wonderful Casablanca. Which, honestly, I've actually never watched. It holds up. Does it? It yeah. really does. Is, yeah, that the, a, is it really long? No. No? Not is that, that long. It's I Gone with the Wind long. Gone with the Wind is the long. Gone with the, gone wind, the wind is like three hours and change. Okay, yeah. Maybe even longer. That way. Um, yeah, but no, Casablanca is a good in and out, maybe about 100 minutes or so. Cool. It's not two hours, I don't think. We come back from commercial and Marge is still trying to get used to pouring juice for four people. Isn't a very, a very Marge thing. I like that. Yeah. Homer then, Homer, see, Bart, your mum thinks he's still here. <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> Lisa points out on the calendar that tomorrow is the day that they're allowed to go visit the Bart, as the judge says. So mm-hmm. Marge uh, says, you know, well, maybe we can get into return if we can prove to him that we're going to treat him better. What do you think of this next bit with Homer and the uh, the baby? Uh, <laughs> it was a nice little payoff. I mean, uh, have you ever done that? That thing where they give Stolen you a baby? Egg no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I like to reveal that it was an actual baby. <laughs> I mean, I I honestly can take or leave anything with Cletus. I yeah. think they, I think they're drawing on Cletus a bit too much lately. They are. That's and, what I reckon as well. Yeah, it's, it's 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 too much of an easy target, isn't it? Yeah, it's never in a really interesting way. It's usually a pretty cheap gag. So anytime Cletus shows, I'm like, yeah, fine. I mean, I think that gag would have worked perfectly well if he just like, who's got my sugar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hawk then drops off Bart at school, and Bart is constantly <laughs> no, that's, dropping. That's Brett to you. Yeah, Brett. That's right. He's just constantly dropping the name Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I'm trying to keep it quiet. Bye, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I mean, a ten year old in 2003 hanging out with Tony Hawk would have been the coolest thing in the world. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I mean, who would have been cooler for a 10-year-old to hang out with in 2003? Mm. A boy to, in 2003. Boy yeah. I'm trying to recall what was sort of hot in 2003. I think for a girl, maybe Britney Spears would have been pretty cool. Yeah, or Christina Aguilera. Or yeah, Pink. she was dirty at that point. I don't know, Tony Hawk was, was pretty fucking cool. It still is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of maybe other sort of pro skaters or Kelly Slater, perhaps? Maybe. But he didn't have a Tony Hawk pro skater. He didn't have Kelly Slater pro surfer. That's true. Yeah, okay. I think it's Hawk. I think yeah, Hawk gotta, wins this round. It's got to be the Hawk. Anyway, so uh, fa- the family now in Bart's neighborhood. This next part was just so lazy. Marge gives the $5 to the homeless guy. And says, I'm going to buy a suit of drugs. No. <laughs> and it just runs off. I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I like to learn. Buy yourself a suit and get busy. There, there, was, there was about 90 seconds here. With those like three eye rolling gags for me, I was just like, "Oh, come on! You can, you're doing so well. You're doing so well." And they do, they do get better again, but yeah, that that sort of kicked off a little bad stretch for me there. But they arrive at Bart's and Homer chokes him for because he's just jealous, basically, just annoyed that you know, I pay for your splendor. Yeah, he's spending all of his hard earned money on shit that he doesn't need. Bart then he mentions how he gets a dollar for every syringe that he finds in the place. Homer then actually apologizes. And I thought, okay, at least he's trying here, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Bart says, no, unfortunately, I can't, though, because, you know, he, I appreciate the apology, but I'm going to be joining Tony Hawk on the skew tour for six months. And I'm like, he doesn't have school anymore? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's got all these clip-on nipple piercings and Marge screams. Did you read that that wasn't uh, that Julie? Was actually, yeah, she was... They were trying to get Marge to do the uh, trademark Homer scream, mm. but Julie Kavner just wasn't in her toolkit to do it, unfortunately. So, so they got, they got Dan day. to do it and tweaked him Yeah, I, electronically. I, I listened to it and I was like, that sounded like Dan. But oh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess Julie does a good Dan. But no, yeah, like I said, they tweaked, it, tweaked his voice to make it sound a bit more feminine. Mm. 
We're now at the Skewed Tour, and Martin has got a unicorn. <laughs> it's Music Mayhem and Mastercard. That's, yeah, that's right, <laughs> Mastercard. Martin's gone and got some unicorn face paint, and then realises that it's actually a tattoo, and passes out. He suffered enough, but on the other hand, going to be shared of him anyway. Tony Hawk is up next, and Homer says, "Can I have a word with you?" As long as it's extreme, start screaming. Not to the max. <laughs> I didn't say extreme to the max. Yeah, it's. It's good that Tony Hawk can sort of take the piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this next part. Then one minute they're kids, the next they're grinding and gnashing their way to college. Yeah, I make up words too. <laughs> <laughs> Our pal Andrew JP on the uh, on the yeah. patrons page yeah. pointed out something. Um, he said, it's a bit of an inconsistency in this episode mm-hmm. that yeah, Homer says, this, oh, yeah, I make up words too. Then later on, when... Uh, Tony Hawk implores uh, Homer to do um, a 180 emotional ollie. Finally, someone is speaking my language. It's like, well, does he know skater lingo or doesn't he? Yeah, I sort of took that as the the joke being that he's just explained that it's not. Uh, no. yeah. I know. I completely, I, I completely understand what you're saying, though. I thought I did think that as well. Yeah, Mr. Hawk, may I have a word with you? An extreme word. Sure. My son is Bart Simpson and... I didn't say extreme to the max. Sorry. I just want to win my son back so badly. I can relate. I'm a father myself. Oh, one day they're little shredders, and the next day they're grinding and gnashing their way to college. Yeah, I make up words too. Anyway, I was wondering if you could pretend to lose to me in a skateboarding contest so I can be a hero to my boy again. I'll lose millions in endorsements, but okay. Have you ever seen Dogtown and Z-Boys? No, I've not. It's a terrific doco about mm. the, uh, I guess the early, the early, yeah, the early days of freestyle street skating. Okay, yeah, it's really, really good. I think it's on, it's on Netflix. All right, to say, but yeah, a terrific doco, and it's just got all this great archival footage of. Um, I'm pretty sure Young Hawk is in there. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm. Well, I'm recommending a really good documentary, but albeit one that has nothing to do with Tony Hawk. Give me a quick second here. All right. So while you're doing that, we've just uh, started watching Designated Survivor, Nicola and I, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland doing his best uh, Martin Sheen impersonation. (laughs) I I have not watched that one yet. I remember that um, a friend of the pod, one A. Howard, was very into it. It's it's very much Blacklist meets West Wing. Oh, okay then. Well, I like Blacklist. Like, it's, it's, you got to switch your brain off for a lot of it. Yeah. And a lot of it's very convenient. Where, the, like, the West Wing was how you wish the world was run. Where this was just like, oh, okay. So then there's terrorists and there's this and there's that. And it's just all this <laughs> ridiculousness. But it's fun. Yeah. Okay. We're, only, we're only about five episodes in. But anyway. Tony Hawk does appear in Dogtown and Z Boys. He does. But okay. I think he's more like, oh, these guys were the most radical. <laughs> I think he's, <laughs> That's this it. Is, these are the guys that Tony Hawk looked up to. Oh, okay. So you're talking like 70s or 80s, are you? Yeah, yeah. It's guys like Tony Alva, these, these uh, Stacey Peralta, Jay Adams, these guys. These names will uh, mean things. Will mean yeah, I make words up too. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making up names now. Make up names too. This board represents the ultimate in poser technology. It gives people the illusion they have talent. Groovy. Just lock your feet in and the board does all the work. All the work. Fine, I'll lift you onto the board, too. Do it without the attitude or don't do it at all. Then we have, uh, you know, you're going down, Homer. Then back up. And then back down. And then back up. That's how this game is played. <laughs> played. <laughs> Marge, this is where we get the, the, the fourth wall gag. 
the 300 302 gag nicely yep. played yep home then turns the board on turns it to auto awesome and uh he's just yeah, not doing anything but he's like smoking a pipe or something or whatever and he's discussing is. mixing nuts at his house to save money instead of buying them mixed or pre-mixed Tony Hawk though is annoyed he's like I, I, know, I want him to be good but not, not outdo me like outshine me so he decides to uh to thrash it out they're gonna battle it out it's a bit ridiculous here just sort of in the sky is it crashing tiger hidden dragon yeah, or just very reminiscent of any um, martial arts movie. Any Asian martial arts movie <laughs> yeah. where they defy gravity. He ends up hurting Tony Hawk, knocks him off his board, and he, he's about to fuck it up again, Homer, with, with Bart. But as you said earlier, Tony Hawk points out, do it a 180 emotional Ollie, and Homer understands finally. Finally, someone's Yes. <laughs> and then he gets offered by Lindsay Nagel, your girl, uh, to do a commercial. Yeah. She works with Viagra again. <laughs> And she, Homer says, I'll do the commercial as long as I can give all the money to Bart. And then we get the commercial. And uh, <laughs> I thought I did like that. I am, well, I am bald and important, like he says. It's very good. But yeah, just that look of Homer with the you know, pudgy body in, bud, in budgy smugglers. But he looks very, like, proud and very uh, sure of oh, himself. Yeah. 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 Oh, Steve, you're everything a girl could want. What's your secret? Well, Kathy, I'll tell you. It's Viagra Gain. It gives you lots of hair and what you need down there. What are you waiting for, loser? Possible side effects include loss of scalp and penis. What did they say about my scalp? We cut to 50 years later and Homer's gravestone and it says, what is it, impotency? <laughs> Impotent spokesperson. Impotent spokesperson or something. something like that. And Nelson <laughs>, laughs at him. And that's the end. So yeah, this was a vast improvement from last week. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this bit of a nostalgia trip, like I said, with the Tony Hawk and the and the Blink-182 aspect to it. I just thought it was a, a nice, in the end, a nice Homer and Bart story that came full circle in a way that didn't come across... You know, sometimes they go for the emotional ending and it sort of mm. comes out of nowhere. It this doesn't one felt feel somewhat earned, earned yes. because you had Homer trying for like the last act of the episode with him with the fake Bart and that kind of stuff. So at least he was making the effort. He actually yeah. apologizes to Bart and things like that. So at least by the end, it was like, okay, Homer really does want this. You had fun and you learned a little something too watching this episode. And yeah, you've got a game guest star in Tony Hawk. You've got a, a smidget of uh, Judge Constance Harm. Not enough to ruin the show as far as I'm concerned. A few good one-liners. And um, yeah, I was generally uh, quite happy with Barting Over. What do we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mr. Davis? Um, if you are going to peruse your parents' old videotapes, make sure they have pumpkin carving and not another kind of carving. <laughs> I learned never invite Blink-182 to a party, especially if you're paying them. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. <laughs> they're only in it for the money. You thought they were in right? it for the music. Oh. The, the money in the trash in the joint. Oh, God, those little scamps. <laughs> those little pop-punk scamps. From this day forward, your names will be... All right, it is time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship for Barting Over. The current leaderboard stands at this in third position. Thalia or Talia Enriquez on six. Nick Patterson. Nick Pat... Pat, Pat what do you call him, Nick? Patterson. 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 Patterson <laughs> on seven. And Phil... Who's Phil Hawkins? What's his name? I think I went with Hudson Hawk or... Hudson Hawkins, yes. Or uh, Philip Fly Like an Eagle Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Hawkins on 12 points ahead of the pack. All right, so what do we got this week? Well, I mean, I'm glad that we're doing a new name challenge for Barting Over because, quite frankly, I think Barting Over is a fairly lacklustre title for this episode. Do you agree, Mr. Dando? Do you think maybe they thought they were starting over fresh? Maybe they did, con- considering that it was a bit of a milestone episode. That's a, good, that's a good way of looking at it. I still think it's a bit of a dull name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And we're very fortunate that we had some pretty clever patrons. Cool. Come through. It should have had. It should have. Just, it certainly should have had something more extreme, shouldn't it? Extreme. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, we have not only the gold, silver, and bronze of new names here. We've also got some honourable mentions. And one Ooh. other thing, with a little uh, asterisk disclaimer, this is a no dull zone. Oh wow, we. Yeah. We are we are we are barting over here on four figure discount. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say the disclaimer because in the honourable mentions there's a few does. Oh, okay. In three, two, one, no dough. No dough for you. So what have we got? <laughs> in the honourable mentions, uh, shout out to Alistair Danick, mm-hmm. who gave us both Dough Me Hawk and mm-hmm. Tony Hawk Dough Skater, <laughs> which are both pretty good. Both <laughs> That's pretty good. pretty good, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it. Uh, Jared Hornby gave us as time those by. Mm-hmm. Um, and Keith Nettam, get him, Keith Nettam, gave us breathing is it breathing bad? Yes, breathing bad because he's baby stink breath. Oh, of course. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I like it. I'm sorry, it's been a little while since we um since I've made these notes. I'm looking at breathing bad. What's that about? Oh, that's right. He's baby stink <laughs> he's breath. He's baby stink breath. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite link jingo of all time. Uh, but let's get to the the meat and potatoes yeah, of it. The meat and veggies. The meat and three veg. Um one point. Goes to Steve Roberts. Steve Roberts, who has yet to get a point this season, it seems. Steve Roberts now finally on the board. What has he got? He gave us. New- I know he has. Wait, I know he's now on five points. I apologise. Now I was equal about four. to say, I'm pretty sure Steve Roberts has been a bit of a player <laughs> this time. I around. thought I had two. Yeah, yeah. So he's now on five points. So he's equal with Dr. What has Steve given us this week Good for, for you, Steve over? Roberts? He gave us new kid in the loft. Oh, well done. I like it. Mm-hmm. Now, not just one player, but Two players get two points apiece mm-hmm. for these ones. Philip Hawkins. Oh, wow, He's getting for, pretty far ahead. For the apartment. Oh, that's actually great. Yeah, well done, mm. Phil. And Thalia Enriquez provided us with skater ploy. Oh, that's awesome. Well done. Yeah. So that now puts Thalia uh, in the second position on eight. Nick Patterson, whatever his name is, uh, is now down in third on seven. So who's got the three points this week, Mr. Davis? Three points. And I, I quite like this title. Some people may disagree, but my mother said, patting me on the head when I was a little boy, she said, sometimes the simple things in life are often the best. And she was referring to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this is Dio Gorman oh, getting dear. three points, leaving Homer. Yeah, that's simple. It's- but really good. <laughs> it works, doesn't it? It's exactly what the story is. <laughs> Steve Roberts and Philip Hawkins and Thalia Rikas and everyone else made sort of complaints like, yeah, DL swooping in with a bit of a basic one. It's good. It works. It gets three points from me. Yeah, well done, DL. So that puts DL now in second position. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, DL coming. Nick, Nick Patterson's the next, you know, that we talked about that meme where there's like death going from door to door to door. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Patterson's now the next one. <laughs> so now the current leaderboard is uh, Steve Roberts has jumped up to fourth position on five points. Uh, Nick Patterson is on seven in third. Thalia Enriquez and DL Gorman are both on eight in second. And did I say Nick Patterson's in third? On, yeah, no, third and seventh. Yeah, mm. and atop the leaderboard on 14 points, six points clear of everyone else is Philip J. Hawkins. Oh, screaming J. Philip Hawkins. Yes. All right, so that is the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Don't forget, guys, if you do want to be a part of this, you've just got to be a Four Finger Discount patron, patreon.com slash Four Finger Discount, or if Patreon is not your thing, 
you can't be a part of this, but you still can contribute to the show and show your support mm. just by chucking us a PayPal donation at fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. All donations will get you a shout out on the podcast. All right, Mr. Davis, enough about that. It is time for the mailbag. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. First question here comes from one baker, Keith Nettum. And Keith says, by the way, Keith, we're thinking of you at this difficult time, buddy. Shout out to Nettum. Yes. Do you think being on your own as a kid was something that you could do? I got a story. So one time I was really annoyed that mum wouldn't let me play Sega, I think. I, I, I've always called it Sega, but Nicola tells me it's Sega. I've always said Sega. I but, go with the House of Pain pronunciation, trying to play me out as if my name was Sega. Yes. Yeah, I, I've always just said Sega when I was a kid. But I was really annoyed. Mum wouldn't let me play Sonic or whatever. So I said, that's it. I'm running away, right? <laughs> that's and, it. You people have held me back long enough. <laughs> mum said I spent about 15 minutes packing my bag. My little rucksack, whatever they're called. <laughs> and I chucked on my little backpack. And mum said, you got to the letterbox. And you turned towards the house, waiting for me to say, Go, come back, waiting for me to come get you. And you waited, and you waited. And then you started walking down the street. And I thought, he's actually going to run away. And then <laughs> she said, I walked out there. And you walked to your nan's house, which was about 10 houses down the street. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what uh, our, what would it mean? I don't know, seven, eight-year-old Dan was running away from home was going to Nan's house just down the street. <laughs> Love you, Well, we, got, we had a few questions in the mailbag asking us about running away from home or if we think we had it in us when we were kids or even if we actually did it. Mm. Dando actually did it. I think I was too uh, too much of a little wuss to do that. I would... Um, I as long as, as, like, long as you packed your silver spoon, you would have been okay. That's correct. <laughs> I need a treat when I get away from home. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I probably made it to like the back corner of the of the backyard or something, and you know, sat underneath a tree with my back to the house, like eh, fine. <laughs> um, I'm not looking at you. Yes, exactly. So that, therefore, you don't exist. Uh, but in response to Keith's question about, do you think being on your own as a kid was something that I could do? I don't know if someone was actually <laughs> paying the rent. Um, you know, Homer's garnished wages style. Yeah, I'd probably be, I think I could handle it. If I could have the food supply supplied to me, like the pizzas constantly every night or the KFC or whatever, I would have been fine. <laughs> Actually, no, tell a lie. I could, I, I had like severe anxiety as a kid. I couldn't like even go on school camps. So I don't think I could have been on my own. <laughs> it depends how young we're talking. I, I, yeah. I had a terrible fear of being like kidnapped. Mm-hmm. When I was about six or seven, for some reason, I, is that because is that because your dad was somebody? No, not really. No, I think I was just a little uh, a little scaredy cat. Yeah, uh, but you know who would want this? I I, I don't understand. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I was like, someone's going to break in and take me. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, maybe being on my own. Hard your kids, hard your wives, and hard your husbands, <laughs> <laughs> and hard your guys. I like to think that because. I've got four older sisters, and they're all not substantially older than me, but there's an eight-year age gap between me and my and the youngest sister. Goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. So You would have had a, a lot of time, just like guy time, when your sisters moved out, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of guy time. Yeah. So I was you know, fairly used to being a bit of a solo artist. So, may, I mean, don't get me wrong, the folks were around and all that, but, um, of course, they were off doing adult things. Mm-hmm. Getting dirty. I didn't mean that all things. <laughs> Not my mum and dad. They never enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I like to think that I could probably 
have my own place, provided someone else was picking up the tab. Yep. I wouldn't want to have to go out and work. I, I just want to sort of like, yeah, man, got my own place. <laughs> <laughs> got all the games I want. Yeah. <laughs> got me and my action figures. <laughs> it's you and me, Boba Fett. <laughs> all right, next question. Uh, so Bo Wills is asking about, did either of us run away from home? So yeah, that's the runaway from home story. <laughs> Back fence and, uh, and Nan's place. Andrew JP, do you guys like punk slash metal versions of pop songs? There's this great series called Punk Goes Pop, where various punk metal bands cover famous pop songs of the time. I do like when I've seen a video on YouTube where there's this one guy who plays Nirvana's uh, Nevermind, but in different. It's like if Green Day played this song, uh, if oh, Britney okay. Spears did this song, whatever, and he just plays the songs from the album, but in various genres. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's Green Day singing. I think it's lithium. It might be. It's fucking spot on. It is like so good. I, I do enjoy uh, remixes or, or covers, pop covers of some songs. Pop, pop punk. Covers. Same, same. I mean, look, I don't know. If, I don't know if we're answering Andrew JP's question precisely the way he wants it, but there are remixes and mashups that I really, really enjoy. There was a great one I saw recently, which um, mashed up Hall and Oates. I can't go for that. And um, closer by Nine Inch Nails. Okay. And it worked a treat. Yeah. It was really great. Um, Bo Wills also mentions Call Me Maybe covered as next level. Cool. I don't know about that. Uh, forgive me, Andrew JP. I haven't listened to Punk Goes Pop yet, but I think I will after we record this because it sounds pretty cool. Uh, but there's a great mashup of Call Me Maybe and X Gonna Give It To You by the late DMX, <laughs> which is fantastic. And one of my favourite mashups, which is a little sort of punk poppy, it's Nirvana, I've forgotten which one. I think it might be Smells Like Teen Spirit and Bootalicious. Wow, like a mashup. That's cool. It's really good. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can put links to these on the, on the patrons page or on the Twitter feed as well. Let's everybody enjoy Let's it. Let's do it. All righty, so a couple more questions here. Katie Giacca says, what celebrity and sporting event would you challenge? I think I, I'd be... I wouldn't want to do like an Oz kick thing, like an Aussie Aussie rules football, because I'm pretty sure I'd fuck it all up. I'd have to be a, uh, a caddy for like a, a pro golfer, but like a celebrity oh, pro golfer, you know, when they did a celebrity oh, challenge. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, celebrity Wheel of Fortune team, celebrity family feud. <laughs> <laughs> I would be Samuel L. Jackson is apparently a huge golfer. Really? Yeah, That's I'd good. like to be his caddy for a day. <laughs> Imagine Samuel Jackson and Michael Jordan on the golf course together. Give me a nah, nah, motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, that's great. All right. Well, we've got a question here, by the way. So all that's uh, questions from our patrons. So we're going to jump across now to the mailbag, simpsonsmailbag at gmail.com. If you do have a question for us, please send it through. Mm-hmm. So we've got here a question from Ash Walker, and they are from Cincinnati. And they ask, are you guys video gamers? Did you guys ever play Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, on the PlayStation? Or guy, I can't think you would have played it ever? No, no. I was, I mean... <laughs> He's Dando's laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> I was a, I was a, a gamer in terms of Donkey Kong. Go, yeah, going down to the video arcade yeah. and playing. I mean, the last game that I played semi religiously was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was that was on the arcade machine. Or on the on, arcade machine. Yeah, okay. loved it. And when I finally defeated Goro, oh, you could have heard me from miles away. Yes. So, <laughs> so that was great. What the but, Iron Man guy? <laughs> Neutral Grain Man. Oh, what did I say? The Iron Man. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Grain, yeah. <laughs> but I never owned a, a console or anything like that. Not even like an old school Atari 
or a you know Nintendo. Had a Game Boy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Had a Game Boy. Love Game Boy. <laughs> Stayed up very late playing Tetris a lot. But no, I was never really a gamer. And no, I never did uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater or anything like that. I remember I had a burnt copy of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but there was Ooh. something wrong with it. That's and pretty. It would- um, it's pretty hardcore. <laughs> I used to have just a garbage bag full of burnt games. Well, my family couldn't afford real things. <laughs> but the Tony Hawk Pro Skater one, for some reason, didn't work. And it wouldn't let me pass the first level. I could only play one level. It's like having a demo. <laughs> so I was really good at that first warehouse level. Besides that, shit house. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. My friends used to be obsessed with like Tony Hawk Pro Skater was like the game. Everyone played it. And then people started actually skateboarding and I couldn't do it. And then I just fell behind the pack and that was it. I'm like, well, I can still pretend play on the PlayStation. <laughs> um, we got one more here from Stephanie... She hasn't written where she's from, but this is actually quite a long one, so a bit of a story, because we asked recently about if there's anyone who... We mentioned at the end of our review of Special Edna, she says, you mentioned wanting to hear from people who have seen every episode of The Simpsons. Right. So she says, I'm not sure if 100%... Uh, I'm not sure if I 100% count in that list, but I'm pretty darn close. I've seen every episode up to season 30, at which point it became really difficult to get new episodes as I don't have cable or Disney+. Plus. But they've just started posting season 1 and season 32 in Canada. So she um, she's watched that as well. Just to be honest, I can't explain why I've dedicated so much of my time to watching this show. Partially, like you mentioned, it's a comfort thing for her. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents had separated. My brother and I would spend every other weekend at our dad's house. He lived in the country when there were no other kids around. So when we got satellite TV in the early 2000s and we discovered the glory of time shifting, we would spend literally all weekend watching The Simpsons. I don't know if you had time shifting in Australia, but it's when a country with multiple time zones has the same channel available for each time zone at the same time in that zone, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense to you, Mr. Davis? Uh, about as much sense as Tenet. Right? <laughs> what, what this would mean would no, be I that there would be a Simpsons marathon on a channel every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1pm, which... We would then watch it on the Maritime Time Zone channel, and then we would re-watch it on the Eastern channel, then the same one in the Mountain channel. So it's just constantly just watching Simpsons Marathons. We used to have Simpsons Marathons a lot here too. But she goes on and on, but basically she's just saying she doesn't realize why she, uh, or how, why. It's just more of a comfort thing. I, I agree. We all have our comfort shows. What is your comfort show? For me, it is The Simpsons. What is yours, Mr. Davis? Hmm, I don't know about comfort shows. I certainly have comfort movies. Yeah. They're usually John Carpenter movies, in all honesty, which is, uh, yeah, very comforting when you've got monsters and blood and gunfire and all that kind of stuff. But they're usually my relaxed movies or my lullaby movies when, I think we talked about this, about the whole thing about nostalgia. Mm -hmm. You like the way that it sort of, you know how it's going to end, you know how it sort of plays out. And you don't have, you pay attention because you enjoy it, but you don't have to pay so much attention. It's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. you can, sort of, you, you you can switch off there. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's my comfort uh, my comfort viewing. This one came from Joe. Uh, Joe was saying that uh, he's, on, he's in the UK. I was, discussing Boy, my, I was discussing my scam on a few episodes ago about when I got <laughs> scammed on Gumtree. He says, I've had a close, sa- close shave with scammers uh, through UK Gumtree. He says, I was selling a mobile and after about 10 people trying to run the price down, I was contacted by someone offering cost price plus £20 if I posted it. Like you, they asked me to go to WhatsApp messages, requested some pictures of the phone and provided me with an address. They sent me a link to what looked like a PayPal account with £200 sitting in pending. They said once they received the tracking number, they would finalise the transfer. I was a bit suspicious, so I contacted Gumtree, which confirmed it was a scam. 
only thing I could think to do was paste a hyperlink and rename it, so I sent them to a certain Lemon Party website. They did <laughs> not, they didn't respond. Love the show, gentlemen. Keep up the great work, Joe. <laughs> Props to Joe. I know. Nice right. revenge. Uh, this one here, finally, we also asked about American school lunches and how the cafeterias work, right? Oh, yeah. And Noah sent in saying, they have a prepaid card and find out what they're having that day. It's mostly crap, and I wouldn't even give it to someone in prison. That's about it. Cheers to both of you. <laughs> what about Salisbury Steak D? <laughs> exactly right. D- different show. That's going down to South Park, brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. Correct. And also, check out Talking Seinfeld as well. We are currently up to season three. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, that is the questions from the mailbag. If you do have a message for us, we'd love to hear from you. SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. If you've listened to us for a while and you've never written in, please do so. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Not just from the patrons. We want to hear from all of you out there. SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you guys could continue to please rate and review us in the iTunes store, that would be much appreciated. Let's see if any new reviews come through this week, Mr. Davis. Yeah, are we anywhere near the uh, the magic goal of 500? We're going to have a look right now. Let's have a look. We're opening it up. Mm, the we've had, ooh, we've got five new ones this week. We're on 494. Yeah. We need six more, guys. Just six more ratings. If you can just oh go through. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll post the link on Twitter again. You can find it on our Twitter page at Four Finger Pod. Just go there, and if you have, if you are able to rate reviews on Apple Podcasts, if you just chuck us five stars, it'd be great. We want to get to five hundred. Uh, any new reviews? Oh, we have some new reviews. Two new ones. All right. So this one comes from Trumper Tim. It was posted uh, last week. Yay, Simpsons! Don't let their hometown of Geelong fool you. They know they're Simpsons. Terrible <laughs> singers, though. <laughs> oh. She's oh, a trumpet, Tim. I mean, <laughs> no, we'll take it, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and this one here comes from Clarzy or Clarice eighty seven. They say Clarice. A, wh- a whale of a podcast. I've been listening for years. Sorry for the lateness of my review, and I love it. Mitch and Dando and then Guy and Dando are hilarious together. They have interesting insights into the show, and they go off on fun tangents occasionally. In brackets. Every episode. <laughs> There's a nice layback vibe to the show while still having stellar production values. The work and passion that goes behind the scenes is amazing. Thank you for that review, Clarezy, 87, Calories. And also thank you to Trumpeton uh, for sending your reviews and they are much appreciated. As I said, guys, we will read out every review on the show, even negative ones. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. But please, if you're going to leave something negative, just don't leave anything at all. <laughs> As, is it Thumper that says, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all, whatever that, it is. That sounds about right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 494 ratings. Let's get to the 500, guys. Come on. There's thousands of you out there listening right now. Tens of thousands of you listening. Let's do it. We just need six more ratings to get to that 500. Please do it on Apple Podcasts this week. It will be much appreciated. That is our review of Barting Over. Next week, Mr. Davis, we are going to be reviewing... Yes... The episode called I'm Spelling As Fast As I Can. I do remember watching this one when it first aired. I don't think I've ever watched it since. I'm pretty sure it is Lisa going to like state or national championships for spelling bees. Okay. It's, um, it's, I remember it being a fun episode. So let's see if it holds up for my memories. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. Yes. But that is Barting Over, the 300th slash 302nd episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> can't believe we've reviewed, reviewed 302 episodes of The Simpsons, Mr. Davis. Well, you've reviewed about... I don't think you've done 100 episodes yet. I think you're on about the 80 mark. You're getting that, there. That's a very good point. Ooh, we're, are we going to have like a little celebration when I reach that 100, 100 milestone? Of course we are. It's going to oh, be fantastic. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> don't forget, guys. Uh, patron, patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Now, all patrons... This month. Yes. And they don't even know about it yet. <laughs> They're hearing this for the first time, even the patrons. On October 30th, I'm going to be dropping, or we're going to be dropping, a very special 
bonus review that you guys had no idea was coming. It's going to be dropping on October 30th on Patreon. So if you and that's going to be for as little as one dollar. So one dollar also gets you access to a few other podcasts as well. I think I, I think it includes the Bart versus Australia and a few other ones as well. But it's going to be a special bonus review that you guys are going to want to hear October 30th on the Patreon page. Patreon.com slash four finger discount. You're going to want to hear it. And all support does go towards supporting the show and helping us buy new equipment and paying guys taxes and all the other stuff that goes towards what? keeping the show taxes. on the air. What? <laughs> Next week, don't forget, I'm spelling as fast as I can. This has been Barting Over. Thank you so much, guys, for all your ongoing support. You guys are our absolute champions. We love each and every one of you. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for those incredible listeners? Oh, Dando, fetch me a dream. Shh.